the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. $76.5 billion in just interest on the new bill. That's just interest. So after the Federal Reserve was going to help us curb inflation by jacking up the cost of our own credit cards, the federal government borrows $2 trillion. You want to say $1.7? I say we round up because these lying red bastards have no idea what's in the 4,100 pages. None. Although they celebrate. Mr. President, I have good news. With days left before Christmas, Democrats and Republicans have reached an omnibus agreement completed at 1.15 a.m. early this morning. Oh, they were up reading. They were doing blow with hookers on the table. You don't fool me. You don't fool anybody. And some of you even knew what was coming. Mark my words, December 16th, December 18th. Today is Tuesday, December 20th. We're going to get a 3,000-page bill. The text of the bill, which is more than 4,000 pages long. that will have been given to us an hour or two before. I know because this is the way it works every year. It just unveiled a few hours ago, as a matter of fact. No one will read it. No one will know what it was in. But what is a guarantee is that it'll add over a trillion dollars in debt next year. We're on a new $1.7 trillion spending bill the system is not working we are not obeying the rule september 13th biden administration okays 4.8 trillion dollars in more borrowing so all of this nonsense that they have a budget that they kick out it means guts on ghoul they always double and triple it just since joe biden has been in office american rescue plan 1.85 trillion dollars omnibus bill 620 Five billion dollars on March of 2022. Bipartisan infrastructure law, 370 billion dollars. Honoring our PAC Act, 280 billion dollars. Snap for the welfare roaches to offset their cost of inflation. Not yours, theirs. 185 billion dollars. Health-related executive order. Whoa, what's that? 175 billion. Chips and science and salsa act, 80 billion. Ukrainian supplements, 45 billion. Inflation Reduction Act, $240 billion. You, you, Anybody got a calculator? Student debt relief, repayment, pause, and calculation, $750 billion. Sure, the kids didn't get it, but they got the money. The government got the money. Net interest, $700 billion on just the programs. Now add another $76.5 billion on just the Gatsangul. That is what is happening now. President, back on the border, uh, Title 42, a number of your Democratic friends are, are pressuring the White House to maintain that policy. 
Really? We're going to worry about immigration? They need this to happen because it distracts you. It absolutely, totally distracts you from the atrocity that so-called representatives passed a $2 trillion Gatsangul bill and nobody read a page, let alone 4,100 pages. In the very early hours of the morning, Chairman Leahy and Ranking Member Shelby released a long-sought, bipartisan, bicameral, cameral, omnibus appropriation. Is it bicameral? Am I the only one thinking of Kamala Harris? ...bill for fiscal year 2023. The omnibus is the last thing we have to do to close out a very successful 117th Congress. And we've... T- What's the definition of success? Hey, you, that looks like a gargoyle off an old library nobody goes into called Harold Washington Library. What's the definition of success, stupid? What have you done to the debt? What have you done to the dollar? What have you done to foreign policy? What exactly have you done, aside from assure your dimwit, ugly kids have jobs at Facebook and Google? Taking another step, a major step towards reaching the goal line. After a lot of hard work, this package represents... What do you mean, are they ugly? Have you seen the gene pool? They're grotesque looking. And that's after plastic surgery, chin implants, Botox, still grotesque. Sense an aggressive investment in American families, American workers, and America's national defense. It'll give our troops a raise, make health care more affordable for millions, and it fulfills the promise Democrats made to defend democracy. Wait, that's what you said about the American Rescue Plan. That's also what you said about the omnibus you passed in March of 2022. It's what you said about the bipartisan infrastructure. Do you even change what you say, gargoyle, schmuck, Schumer? At home and abroad through the ECA. It was no easy feat to piece this bill together. And if our amazing appropriation... Really? Is there anybody out there that thinks it's hard to buy support for a bill steeped in pay-to-play You just keep bribing the representatives we send there. And that's how you get your bipartisan, isn't it? Schmuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, Freudian. Staff needs a quick power nap on at their desks this morning. No one's going to blame them. I want to thank Chairman Oh, you're so tired. Here's what you should do before you take your little nappy poo. Why don't you position all of your inside trading the way Nancy Pelosi and Stinky Hammers Paul would do, so you too can walk away worth half a billion dollars of insider trading. That's another benefit of a stimulus spending bill of $2 trillion that nobody knows where a rip it's going. Ranking member Shelby for working on this omnibus for months without cease. I can't think of a more fitting send-off for our two esteemed appropriators than this. Why do you have to turn the page? I mean, after all, you've made the same speech. You're a lawyer, right? I mean, granted, you never really worked a day in your miserable existence. If only your mother knew about the options she had. In the meantime... Why do you got to turn the page? This is verbatim what you said for every one of the other spending bills. In fact, this government, since Joe Biden has usurped office, not only has cost the people money by ruining the upholstery in the Oval Office through his urination problems, you've spent nine trillion dollars, nine trillion. That's what you spent this year. Oh, do you think that we're running? We're not running a deficit. See, it turns out U.S. national debt was already on an unsustainable path when Joe Biden usurped the office. However, policymakers through their spending, this is prior to the $1.7 trillion bill, have enacted $3.4 trillion in additional, in, a, in additional borrowing. Where, is, where are you hiding the numbers? All right. The Pentagon. 
Yes, the Pentagon, the CIA, IRS. Who's going to audit you, schmuck? I don't mean you and your dimwit ugly kids. I mean, who's going to audit the government? It's about time we call for a forensic audit of the government. If this omnibus goes down as Senator Leahy and Shelby's final legislative contribution as senators, then I... Now, Leahy, he's the bald one who looks like a roll-on with glasses. And Shelby, she's the one who thinks she's pretty enough to be in Hollywood instead of just slightly less grotesque than the rest of the Democrat voting women. Say, bravo, thank you, well done. I also want to thank my colleagues in the House, above all, Speaker Pelosi and Chair DeLauro for their relentless work. So they get to leave in obscurity after this seditious conspiracy that's being passed off as an omnibus bill. When exactly did we, the people, accept the idea that political whores can pass bills that no one read? Do you know why it is supposed to be such an arduous task? This is against the Constitution. You can't pass stuff you haven't read. I mean, we're just used to it because our standards are so low and so awful pathetic. We would elect a piece of garbage like this. My dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart. Did we find out if even his rat dad was still alive in 2008? I mean, I really think this imbecile's having conversations on a Ouija board. That's the only way they could keep passing this bills. They're talking to people who are dead. The clock is now ticking until government front runs out this Friday. Between now and the end of the week, the watchwords for the Senate will be speed and cooperation. Speed and cooperation. Boy, you've heard a lot of that. Since the greatest biological weapon has ever been released on mankind called COVID. You've heard a lot about that. We don't hear about the origins of that, though. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal. But I don't get impressed by that. I never have. No one puts you on a pedestal except the people you've made trillionaires through your weaponized attack on America. Pickle face. Fauci. Supposed doctor. That I don't know a person that would let you stick their, your finger in their dog's derriere, you rat. In the meantime, he gets to walk away as if he's a saint. And they're all saving us. What are they saving us from? Their own failures. And then, if that's not enough distraction for you. Today, a committee could decide to make former President Donald Trump's tax information public. The House Ways and Means Committee will vote on whether or not to have a closed-door meeting to discuss that matter today. Democrats are in charge of the committee, so they don't support... They think they're going to embarrass Donald Trump by paying by his taxes, his income tax? I hope Donald Trump releases his property taxes that he pays. I hope he releases the sales taxes he pays. You see, because it's the decent, honest non-government people that make this spending possible. These stupid son of dogs have managed to increase spending to 50% of GDP, and they don't want you to know that number. They think you're comfortable with 25%. This is how you bankrupt a nation, brought to you with a smile and lipstick on a pig. Yes, you're not the only one thinking of Kamala Harris. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Bells will be ringing. Am I the only one that's aggravated about this? Because this is going to be... 
posed as, oh, they're saving us. A lame duck bunch of whores that people have thrown out or they've gone by the wayside because they didn't want to be investigated like little tiny shoulders Adam Kinzinger, the half man, who as he leaves Congress will immediately and abruptly run from the state he double-crossed and destroyed, known as Illinois. Not to mention the rash, Liz Cheney. All our cohorts in the seditious conspiracy known as the Omnibus Bill. 4,100 pages that not a one of them read 10 pages. They didn't read 10 pages. And we're just used to it. Just keep passing the bills. Keep passing the bills. George Naperville. Sean, these poor senators, they're working so hard. I was wondering if you could send them some my pillows from Michael and Dow. <laughs> I don't know what the cold word would be. They're not good enough to sleep on the same pillow I sleep on. <laughs> Michael and Dow doesn't want those Democrat roaches on the pillows. However, we'll be lucky if one of the interns doesn't turn up dead. You know, that has a propensity of happening in Washington, D.C. The good news is there's no investigation whatsoever. Uh, Terry Dyer, Indiana. Hey, hey, Sean, uh, you know, the, uh, this, uh, uh, this Jerome Powell's uh, raising these interest rates because of this red-hot job market economy. How about the 1.2 million jobs that they created in that quarter, and uh, they didn't create jack? Terry, what they did is create just an absolute lie where the, one of the, 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 most, um, the most pathological liars in American government history, Joe Biden, has been claiming that he's created a, a, a surplus in his spending versus tax revenue, all of which is a lie, because what Joe Biden knows is that the people that support him are too stupid to know the difference. And in the meantime, they're about to feel this because the idea that you pass two trillion dollars after you've raised the rate six times in 10 months, you're talking about a hundred billion dollars in just the VIG. And these idiots are cheering this. Why isn't this story a headline story of every news station? You got lied to everybody. There is no 1.2 million jobs. Your tax revenues, although record-setting, are $6 trillion. When you add up, the reason that I read what Joe Biden has spent since he usurped the most powerful office, when you add this up, the omnibus bills and what they say is their budget, you're close to $10 trillion. Dollars, which means you're spending four and a half trillion more as we set records. And half of that money is more t- more government spending. So what are you really running this economy on? And you're running it on a lie and a fraud. But ultimately, you can't keep up with the interest rates that they tell us is helping us. Right. As 63 percent of us are living check to check. We're being dragged in just as everyone with an IQ over 60 knew. People who were in the middle class are being dragged into struggling times, being dragged into poverty. And their answer is more government spending because they're trying to get more people on the welfare roll. That's why they need this problem at the border. Everything is connected. These are not separate issues. They are imploding our government intentionally through corrupted bad policy because it's within the collapse becomes their real strength and power. And that's the problem. You're exactly right. This is all connected. When are people going to wake up? I I don't get it. Well, people still are willing to admit that they would vote Democrat. The answer is never. Thank you very much for the call. I truly appreciate it. Listen to how it's reported. Congressional leaders rolled out a bipartisan government funding bill this morning that's aimed at closing loopholes. Now, granted, this moron can barely read the teleprompter. The reason that they continue to say bipartisan is for those people like me and like you who know that the elections are stolen now and voter fraud in perpetuity will, will exist, is that they want you to think that, ah, what are you going to do? And they discount all of the decent Republicans 
I, I, I've played Rand Paul. Mark my words, December 16th, December 18th. Today is Tuesday, December 20th. We're going to get a 3,000-page bill. The text of the bill, which is more than 4,000 pages long. Let's go over some of the stuff that might be in this. What do you think's in there, Squirrel? Congressional leaders rolled out a bipartisan government funding bill this morning that's aimed at closing loopholes in election law and specifically would prevent another January 6th style attack. Closing loopholes. This is in the spending bill, by the way. Closing loopholes in election law. What could that possibly mean? That means they're going to federalize the way in which these Democrat mafia roaches have cheated to steal elections, not just at 1600 Pennsylvania, but now governorships in Arizona and around the country. And that's in a spending bill. Hmm. It's bipartisan. Cut me in or cut it out. huh? Shorten the pants. Something tells me if a Republican supported this, he shortened the pants like the ones in Illinois. And he's got a last name that could trace all the way back to Dublin. Yahoo Finance's Rick Newman is here with the details. Uh, what do we know about this, Rick? Well, it looks like this is going according to script. Uh, this is rolling out about the way everybody... Is- you know, this guy's smarter than he thinks. This is according to script. This is how they justified stealing the office from Donald Trump in the first place. This is a script. This is sabotage. And the Democrat mafia, their modus operandi is seditious conspiracy to destroy the American independence of the citizen and turn us into a quasi socialist Fabian economy and society expected. Um, Congress is probably going to pass this by Friday, uh, which means we're not going to have a government shutdown. Uh, there are not going to be any surpri- big surprises. I don't think for markets, it doesn't look like uh, there are going to be any substantial tax changes, Insider for training. example, in this new bill. Uh, it looks like they are going to add uh, almost $45 billion in aid for Ukraine. That is- what? Another $45 billion. Wow, that's even more than Joe Biden asked for. Oh, God. Zelensky, though, he's still got a T-shirt on. Zelensky's worth $650 million that they can trace to banks in Cyprus. He's got a T-shirt on, though, so he's down with the struggle. You fracking idiots. Is uh, about $8 billion more than President Biden had asked for, so I think that's good news. And this does include this, uh, it's this good bill you mentioned called the Electoral Count Act, which would... This is to solidify voter fraud, election thievery that the Democrats have used so well over these last couple of years. Would uh, basically prevent any future uh, challenges to presidential elections and kind of clear up some of the confusion that we saw in 2020 and 2021. I like this. Let's get rid of the illusion that we elect instead of the mafia select presidents. This will get up all that pesky, hey, I don't like the outcome. Can you audit the vote? No, 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 no. Because this lowlife and the town tramp they call a vice president, they were elected with 66% of the votes being mailed in. Oh, mailed in. About whether the vice president can actually uh, block the, uh, you know, the next president from coming in. Uh, what does it take for for Congress to be able to say to some that some states uh, slate of electors is not valid? So it's substantial. That's how you destroy federalism through something called a spending bill. If only some of the bipartisan imbeciles that would support this knew how to read or weren't in on the mafia. Three, one, two, six, four, two, fifty six hundred. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. 
The Answer. AM 560. The Answer. 4,100 pages. Reporters are reporting as fast as they can go through it. Seeing how the average American reads between 30 and 40 pages an hour. It's a, what, a hundred and some hours, 110 hours? Huh. And then there's the whole comprehending thing. Boy, oh boy, if you're talking Democrats, they'll be on this for seven months. Fracking morons. Actually raises the threshold uh, for any objections to the vote in the states. Uh, and it clarifies that the vice president's role is uh, ministerial only. He does not have a decision making process in the in a federal election. And I think just about everybody who wants us to have solid and safe elections would be happy about that. Solid and safe. I just want accurate and accountable. And I want to be able to audit them. You Democrat spokes idiot. You bald moron for Yahoo News. So there's lots of other stuff in the bill, too, right? I mean, that, that was interesting, and that did seem to be a direct response to January 6th. But there's also enormous defense spending, for example. What else stands out to you as especially notable in the bill? Uh, I mean, so the $55 billion on top of the already $60 billion we've sent to Ukraine, uh, that's not in this? That's not in the, the nearly trillion dollar spending? Oh, no. See, that's how they keep it all separate. That's how the American people don't realize. The government is spending in excess of the GDP. Not 25%, not even 50 In excess when you add up the real waste, fraud, and abuse of policies. You know, defense always wins when it comes down to the wire because everybody just packs everything in. So uh, the defense budget is going to be eight hundred and fifty eight billion dollars in fiscal year. Maybe that's why they don't want any Americans to know about the civil war that was happening in Ukraine for eight years. Maybe that's why they don't want anyone to know about the Minsk Accord with one hundred and twenty bio labs that we were funding in Ukraine. Maybe that's why they don't want to talk to Putin. Maybe that's why they don't want to talk to anybody in the Middle East or even North Korea. Maybe that's why they were comfortable in cheating Donald Trump from his election victory. I think so. I think that's about right. Uh, Phil Merrillville. Hey, uh, Sean, uh, two quick things. Uh, one on that Ukraine. If if uh, Putin decides to keep this war going, uh, are we supposed to be able to come up with 50 billion at a crack every single year? Uh, out of our pockets, yes. the, the money that we sent them already, uh, I mean, we could have done extravagant things for the American people. Yes, but they're American people, and they'll just go along to get along. They'll shut up and take the, the policies the way they exist. What we're doing now is paying off foreign policy bribery and kickbacks. See, what they don't want to tell you is that Ukraine and all of the turmoil has managed to quadruple the amount of lobbyists. Huh. And nobody got a decent haircut. They're all walking around with those ball-bearing heads. Thank you very much, Phil. I appreciate the call. No offense to you Ukrainian women. You're gorgeous. You men, however, eh, not so much. Jim and Joliet. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. I just want to say, man, this is clearly not a problem that either a sex change or three million illegal aliens can't fix. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll tell you, here's the one good news. No matter who wins with the Ukrainian Russians, they're not going to have too many of those changes going on. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Good. I have a couple of things. Uh... What I'm reading out there is there's a lot of people out there buying expired food 
because uh, they can't afford uh, the, the higher prices that are going up. Those are just the citizens. Eating, yeah, that is not the wealth. Yeah, and our eating bills, our eating bills, they're all going up uh, forty to sixty yeah. percent. I got a bill just today. Last month it was a uh, hundred and three. This month it's one hundred and sixty-three. And then the last thing I have to say is uh, this turtle face McConnell, he uh, he wants to go along with his spending bill because there's money in it for the military. Is that what I'm hearing? Did yeah, I hear that you'll, right? you'll shut up and like that. Have you ever noticed how much old lady Itchy Mitch McConnell, how much he looks like the grandmother from the Beverly Hillbillies? Is it only me that noticed that? It's uncanny. You put a bonnet yeah, on. You put a bonnet on that son of a gun, and you'll be looking for Jeb. Yes, you will. And I don't mean Jeb Bush. It's a it's a crying shame. But what it shows you is why they need Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker. See, Kevin McCarthy, he'll argue against this, but he's been in bed with Mitch McConnell for over a decade. Kevin McCarthy, is promote, he promotes all of the foreign policy boondoggle and all the scandal. Kevin McCarthy is the key. But in case. He doesn't win. The reason they jam this bill down our throats is because in this bill neuters what the new Congress can do as far as policies. This locks us in the policies that those new Republicans that would be taking over the House, they would run on a different agenda. Now they're handcuffed. And this was done with the help of the scum Republicans that supported it. So learn their names who voted for it and remember what they are. And as the country declines, and as we go through the American Dark Ages, and you tell your grandkids what happened, you have the right information, Rich, because the media will redact the right information. The media wants you to think that this, this, this politician is legitimate or doesn't have dementia. And by the way, did you know his father died in 2002? Which means his uncle that died in 1999, his father died in 2002, and he had a conversation with both of them in 2008. Thank you very much. Math just doesn't work out. Well, it does explain why they can get to these bills. They're not good at math. They're terrible at it. Uh, hello. Where is he? Where is he? Let's go to this stupid son of a... And we received it. And I think you could help him get it. We'll surprise him. So we got him with Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulls. And I remember he came over to the house and I came out. 11 years after he died, six years after his father died. But Joe Biden, still alive! He said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, you won this, and I want the piece. He said, I don't want the damn thing. I'm serious. He said, I don't want it. I say we dig up his Uncle Frank to see if he's really dead. He might just be alive, trapped in there. Let's dig him up and throw him on the street. What do you say? I'm in. Richard, South Suburbs. Yeah, hey, Sean. Um... Yeah, the omnibus bill is like 4,000 pages. 4,172, I believe. Okay, so the Holy Bible is like 1,200 pages. So this is the Democratic Party's Holy Bible. <laughs> I love it. It depends on the version Squirrel Hands wants me to know. King James, the other one, I don't know, whichever one. The, the one that the other guys wrote about telling the story. In the meantime, I, it's preposterous. It's four times that of the Bible. How about War and Peace? How big is that? This is what you get, Richard, when you pretend that a, a crime syndicate, a, 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 a conspiracy to overthrow the individuality of the American representative republic is a political party. This is what you get for confusing this Democrat with the kind of Democrat John F. Kennedy was. This is what you get when you get a society that is so 
involved with their own failure, trying to put lipstick on it as success, as you continue to see how stupid we are. And we continue to elect these same crime syndicate bosses. Thank you very much, Richard. It's nauseating. It's tough to take. But when in doubt, always reflect. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? That's right, Senator Fetterman, you moron. Larry, Oak Forest. Yeah, hey, Sean. Hi. I love what you, uh, your comments and some of the stuff you come up with. I was just wondering, have you ever been sued by any of these people? I, and I also had a second question. Right. Does Squirrel ever get pissed off that you call him Squirrel? No, he loves Squirrel. Ah, shut up. He loves Squirrel, Larry. But this is why I travel with a chair destroyer. 380 pounds of just squash and knowledge. His head, he's just genius. I have the best lawyer. 380 pounds of free legal advice. Some call him Kel Cagno. I just call him Stinky. Uh, Matt, South Bend. Sean, you're rocking it, man. I love it. I wanted to let you know I'm heading east for the holiday, so I'm driving right by Baltimore and D.C. I wanted to know if I could get some diapers, you know, put a big bow and put your name on them. I think it's going to be great. Just drop off like the adult depends and put on there for Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. I got the fat ones in case Hillary needs them. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Can you imagine... Slipping her into those things. You got to get the ones that have the Velcro on the side. She can't slip anymore. 312 642 5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. Or J.B. Pritzker at the Gibsons in Rosemont. You know what I love about that story? Number one, not only did J.B. Pritzker, he never made the money to buy the dinner at Gibsons. It either came from his scumbag grandfather or the people pick up the tab. And there he is in Gibsons with those other Irish Republicans. I hear the Durkins like to go there with their big fat heads. And they order like a man. Hey, I'll have another one. The drinks are on the house. But you could always spot Pritzker. Because he's sitting on a love seat. They have to cozy it up to a table, make him feel good about himself. I'm too fat. Fat derriere, spending money he never earned. Kind of like the Durkins. Mitchell displays. Hey, what's up there, Sean? First of all, I sent you a package of CDs. Uh, I want you to listen to Always Not Right. It's about <laughs> the fact that we're in a failed state, like, you know, corrupt Illinois. Number like- two, regarding JFK, right? Yeah. You know, the most powerful uh, cop in the country was his brother, the Attorney General. Do you know that Bobby Kennedy never went to Dallas the day after he was assassinated, his brother? He never went there afterwards. He never went and did it. He did absolutely nothing, okay? Yeah. And he did it for a reason, because he knew too much. He knew it was an inside job, and that's why he asked the, um, when when Alan Dulles got fired. Got fired. A guy named McComb took over. The first meeting he took, he went to Langley. He goes, "Was it one of your guys?" And he said it in a way that was true. It was, and that's why you'll never see those documents released. No, what I like to, you know, I, I had a friend of mine when we were at the Mercantile Exchange, me and a couple of guys, we would get a room at the Merc and we would have lunch there and we would have all the, we'd have a chalkboard and we would go over all the information. Then we went over all of JFK's policy. What's really interesting 
is when you take out the assassination, but you look at his policies that he was implementing in his platform. It's at that point you could just put all the other stuff aside and you see what he wanted to do with those policies. He would have been against this government that exists today 1,000%. JFK and politicians who want to put the restraints, the only place they're supposed to exist in this country, on government, they can never be really accepted by the government because the government is its own syndicate, its own crime boss. So when people say, oh, the mafia killed JFK, you're absolutely right. The question is, did they have pensions from the government or not? That's the only difference between organized syndicate and the mafia. Thank you very much. Mitchell and Desplaines. Very interesting. Very interesting. In the meantime, I like when we get to listen from their oligarchs. Oh, shucks. This clip still fries me right here. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal. But who who is the stupid son of a dog that idolizes this crook? See, because I don't know a person that doesn't want to know about your emails whore, or how you became worth tens of millions of dollars. Did you know he's got a bistro in San Francisco? How does this pickle faced bastard who lives in Washington? Have a bistro in San Francisco. It doesn't bother anybody that's a Democrat. You'll pretty much accept anything. But the good news is the vision, the opposition to this mafia starting to spread through all kinds of different areas that's making the oligarchs very nervous. This is a congresswoman named Lopez, a new one. I want to say something really quick about DACA. You Myra, know, Myra y'all Lopez. have had the president and the majority. Why don't you ask them? Y'all keep using this issue with Hispanics just to get our support, just to get our vote. And you've done nothing. You've had an opportunity to do something about DACA, and you've done nothing. You've made the border, the border worse. Go and ask them why they haven't done anything. They have the president. They've had the majority. Y apenas están acordando. Now y'all are remembering about DACA. Why weren't y'all talking about DACA two years ago? This is what will save America. Ironically, the Democrat mafia has made a miscalculation. They think the tolerance for government corruption is going to be accepted by first generation, second generation, new Americans who maybe have the right ethnicity where the Democrats have held a stronghold. They're wrong because what they've underestimated is people's character and their desire to be their own, their own government and not be slaves and serfs of a corrupt oligarch system. That's the beauty of these people who leave these totalitarian hellholes, who all say the same bulldung as Joe Biden and the rest of them. And, you know, uh, um, I think that there's a... I've been in and out, not as... uh... (laughs) Now, you hear how fast the Spanish people can talk. What do you think they, they think when they hear this? obviously combatant but in and out of afghanistan iraq and this area yeah i think uh people are catching on to you short in the pants irish mafia member stop using this issue stop using us to get our vote and then you toss us aside that's exciting 312-642-5600 this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When you are in the know, some of the information is very stressful. Sometimes it needs dissertation. Whenever I need help with a title on a story, I call one guy and one guy only. His name is Jeff Mordock of the White House reporter for The Washington Times. Jeff, when I saw this article, I said, hmm, from my perspective, this could be a really good thing. However, I remembered who Merrick Garland is, and then I remembered who's in charge at 1600 Pennsylvania. So help me with this. The article says FBI undercover program threatens national security with mismanagement, comma, poor training, comma, DOJ IG says. I was excited until I saw DOJ and IG says, because up until then, it means let's audit and go through who exactly is in control of the FBI undercover program. But when the DOJ and the IG says it, Something tells me that means they want more control, not less. Am I right? Well, that's exactly correct. And it's what the DOJ IG, they've done some really good work because without the DOJ IG, we wouldn't even know half of what, what, what went on in the FBI in their Russia collusion investigation. For example, the Sharp Page emails, all of that was basically discovered by the DOJ OIG, the inspector. Oh, we got a terrible connection. Terrible. Uh, let me ask you Can this. Can you hear me now? Is this, now it's is a this little better? Yeah, it's much better. So what, okay. what I get worried about is that I'm very familiar in Chicago politics. I understand the players. I understand how people are promoted, how they're, bought, how, how they're brought to the forefront. And when I see Merrick Garland in control of the DOJ, I don't think he's going to investigate the collusion between the FBI and the Russia hoax and, and hope to expose the new version of CIA's Operation Mockingbird. What I'm concerned with is that he will stifle this. Or is this story too big where he cannot? What is your opinion on this? It depends. Well, it depends on how many members in the media pick this up. I have this is a stunning story, and I have not seen a lot of coverage on it today. Uh, we put it out front uh, on our website, and it's gotten a lot of good traffic. But I have not seen much else in the mainstream press about this, and that's really concerning because I think this is a story that everybody needs to be aware of. The FBI has no idea who's going undercover, when they're going undercover, how long they're going undercover. Um, they don't know if people who were once undercover want to go back undercover again. They, they, for certain types of undercover investigations, they need the approval of the attorney general, regardless, whether it's Bill Barr, Jeff Sessions, Merrick Garland, whoever. They don't even know how many times they've gone to the attorney general to ask for special permission for these investigations, nor do they know if there was any lag time that's delayed it. Um, there's even a suggestion in the report that a terrorism, an agent investigating terrorism, had their cover blown and the suspect, while in prison, put out a contract, a murder contract, on that agent because of this mismanagement. What I'm astonished about is some of the, 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 the money that we're talking about. I, the FBI has a budget of $10.3 billion. Mm-hmm. It, there's a story that broke today. The FBI paid Twitter $3.5 million to do its bidding. I mean, who exactly is watching what is happening on? Because uh, what is going on? Because what we see is that 
like we always knew, you and I discussed this. There's no such thing as government. There's no such thing as the FBI or the CIA. These are just human beings with an agenda. They all have an agenda. And there is no such thing about a human being that does not have an agenda. But when you realize the kind of power, the kind of government money that they're wielding, that they're throwing around, how do you get a handle on it? And who watches the watchers? You always boil down to this story. But what we definitely know is this bureaucracy has been infiltrated by people from uh, Brennan, uh, from Comey, who have voted for communists in the past. We don't really know much about the inner workings or how many people are even making these kind of decisions, do we? No, we don't. And it's really interesting. There's a couple points there. One is you and I have talked about the FBI changed after 9-11, and they brought in, to your point about bringing in people, bringing in people with an agenda, they brought in intelligence analysts. They brought in people from the CIA. They brought in people who know how to conduct intelligence operations. Right. And that is what opened the door for this kind of ridiculousness that we're seeing right now, because they shifted from a law enforcement investigation to an intelligence investigation, and they brought in the people to do that, and those people came in with an agenda. So when you see that in this massive bill of 4,100 pages, they're celebrating the $2 trillion, does the new Congress have the ability to change some of the things in this bill that fund this kind of skullduggery? Because when you're operating at a $10.3 billion budget, and the people in the know we think have an agenda. They're not going to become magnanimous and say, okay, there's been a new change in Congress, and now we're going to have to change our modus operandi. They're just, it's irrelevant to them that new people are in Congress. They have all the money they need. They're pretty much beyond reproach. Can we change this with a new Congress, or are we just victims of a Leviathan we created and is too big to stop now? I would argue the latter, unfortunately, that we are all victims of it. If you look at the hearings that the Senate Judiciary Committee had on the Trump-Russia probe, and they brought in McCabe, they brought in Comey, they brought in Peter Strzok, and the one thing we learned from all those is everybody was in charge and nobody was in charge. Everybody was making a decision, but when it came to the top decisions, then suddenly they weren't responsible for it. And everybody passed the buck to everybody else, and we really learned nothing about whoever made these decisions. To this point, some of these decisions, we still don't know who were made, who made them. And I don't know what Congress can, the new Congress coming in can do to rein in. They can have hearings, but when the Republicans control the Senate, they had the hearings, and I don't know what was really accomplished by that. No, that's how I feel. I don't, I don't know what good they did. I don't know what good they do. And I understand what they've done now is create this bureaucracy that they demoralize through the Rube Goldberg mechanism of, I don't know. Do you know? I can't talk about this. I can't. I watch the hearings. Nobody watches more except you. And what you see is this kind of cover by bureaucracy that demoralizes and disincentivizes to where the average person says, I don't just just make it stop already. Can we start something as simplistic as defund the FBI and just simply hold the funding? I mean, the FBI can, I'm sorry, the Congress controls the purse strings, but I don't think it's realistic. I think even the Republican Party, you're not going to get enough people to go along with it because we'll make the argument, well, this is going to hold up sensitive national security investigations. For all the ridiculousness we see in political taint attached to the FBI. There are some really good agents out there doing really good work who are doing sensitive investigations 
to keep us safe. And that's going to be the argument. And if you're a member of Congress, that's what you're going to be painted with. And that is going to be very difficult to come back from. You know, I, I get that, and I, I do believe that. I mean, I've, I, I know a kid that went into the FBI. He's, not no long, he's no longer there, but he had all the right intentions, and he believed in the principles of Americanism, but he also never got far. And who was promoted were the guys that came out of nowhere, but had the kind of connections. And it's starting to remind me of these third world agencies where the upper echelon is always the political apparatchik, not necessarily the guy who earned his way the hard way uh, through integrity, through performance. Is there a committee that can be perhaps started or, or, or that exists that maybe we the people can purge an oversight committee where we can make sure that we are not getting these bureaucrats who are more interested in wielding the power so that they're, they themselves are never investigated. Is there something we can ask this new Congress to do for some scaled up version of oversight of the FBI? Well, we have an oversight committee. We have oversight committees that oversee. Yeah, we have a judiciary committee which oversees the well these are the people that we've elected though that's oh you're gonna do the george carlin on me you're gonna do the garbage in garbage out i know what you're doing i'm on to this game it's it's a sad cycle of failure and corruption and that does explain why the only way to really become rich is to be elected You've got the Judiciary Committee, which covers the purse strings. But again, it goes back to if you don't like the people we've elected to run these committees, you're not going to like what what the outcome or what they find. And that seems to be a lot of the problem, because, you know, are the people on these committees really that different from the club that's running the FBI? They're going to the same D.C. cocktail parties. They're all going to the same Christmas parties this week. And they all want to go to the party that Hunter Biden's had his entire life in, in rooms with cheap hookers and a lot of expensive dope. I mean, it's starting to feel very Soviet Union, very third world corrupt. And this has to be something I'm not the only one that's feeling. Do you think more and more Americans are starting to feel that the Leviathan is never going to change and that it's immune to scrutiny by the people and that we're not really a republic anymore? I don't know what the Ameri- you know I don't know what the American people think. You talk to ten of them, and you will get ten different answers. It's very hard uh, to get a grasp on the country as a whole, especially now because we're so divided. But I do think there's a mounting frustration that these things aren't going to change. The question is, what can anybody really do about it? I mean, we've changed Congress. Are we really going to expect that many different results? I don't know. How about a good old-fashioned a little red meat for the public? One name that keeps coming up is this Jim Baker, Jim Baker, Jim Baker, Jim Baker. This is obviously a scandalous scoundrel. Do you think there will be a move to maybe go after some of these bureaucrats that have infiltrated the principles of our country and uh, our, our assets of this mafia leviathan? See, I don't know how. I, I believe he has already testified before Congress, and I don't know what else can really be done. Um, nobody's alleging that he committed a crime. Um, we can debate his actions, but nobody's alleged. So I don't know. And even if he did or people are alleging that, the just, Merrick Garland-run Justice Department is never going to investigate him. And he's a private citizen now. He can't lose his job. He can't lose his government job. So I don't know in terms of anything punitive for his role in both censoring the Hunter Biden story as well as pushing the Russia collusion narrative within the FBI. 
I don't know what else can really – I don't know what punitive you can do to Jim Baker. Maybe we can bet. Let's have a bet, me and you. I smoke cigars. Do you smoke cigars? I do not, no. All right. What do you do? Um, you don't drink. You don't smoke. What do you do? Come on. Cough it up. <laughs> do you drink? Uh, I, I like, no, I don't, actually. Um, me either. Ginger ale. All right. Ginger ale. Well, here's so, what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll have some sort of a monetary uh, bet. I'll buy you dinner, steak dinner. Who gets audited first, Jim Baker or Sean Thompson? Oh, I will not take that at all. But I won't take it just because of the dinner. I'll take it because I think I would enjoy the dinner. I think you would, too. Biden, uh, your your other story, Biden will sign an NDAA despite repeal of the military vaccine mandate. So that's just doubling down on fascism. He's not going to change anything, even though we have some scandal happening with uh, side effects that aren't called side effects anymore. Well, that's exactly what he's, you know, that they've repealed the mandate. He is going to sign it. I, at this point, I think it's statistics, 98% of our active military has had the vaccine. So, you know, I don't know what he accomplishes by fighting with Congress over this. And I don't know what Congress really accomplishes by repealing it. I mean, it's good PR. It's a good way to promote. But it's sort of closing the barn door after the cow got out. One of your other stories, and the reason I told my honey bunny, let's see if we can get him back is the national archive released thousands of documents this is a hobby of mine has been because of uh, i share a birthday of a, of a very tragic date of the uh, jfk assassination was any new information released in this or have they done the here you go let's 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 swamp you with these these useless pages was there anything of substance in the pages that they released that could trace back to the fact that i believe the government killed the president there is not. The, they, they released what they have released has not. There are still more documents that are being withheld by the administration. Um, I, off the top of my head right now, I'm blanking on what the date is to be released. Um, but it, it, it's allegedly sometime next year. I do want to point out in fairness to the Biden administration the Trump administration has also blocked release of yeah. certain documents, too. I it's agree. not just this administration. It cuts across both sides of the aisle. In um, fact, do you want to know something, Jeff? That's when, when it, because he ran on, I don't know if you remember, Trump in a, in a stump speech said, and I will release all the docs on the JFK assassination. Do you remember that? He wasn't elected yet. He got elected. He, also, he stepped and yeah. fetched, boy. He got called in that room, and he he ran cover just like all of them, just like now. And, in fact, Biden actually can say, I released more pages than Trump. Can he? Yes. Yes, he can. He, yes, he can. He, he released a greater yes. And, you know, here's something. Do you think that those top-secret documents were the documents at Mar-a-Lago? That so would be nobody ever brings that up. That would be interesting. Something I've always wondered, we, you know, nobody, I mean, people have speculated. The Post had a story that they've sort of since somewhat walked back about nuclear weapons. But wouldn't it be interesting if what was at Mar-a-Lago was the Kennedy files and the UFO files? That would be, man. That would make my day, I'll tell you right now. You know, in fact, this is something people don't realize. When you read, what is it called, the Warren Report that they released that Arlen Specter made his Mm -hmm. career on? You know, I I was saying it. There was a a kid filling in for one of my producers, and he's like, that's not true about the, the, the pristine bullet. Page 82 of the Warren Report. It is exactly true. They literally have a a pristine bullet that they claim was the bullet that did all this damage. This is preposterous to me. And then you see all of the people that were affiliated with 
Arlen Specter being a very prominent name, and what happened to him after he was able to pitch that lie to the American people. His career was set on a wildfire, and if it wasn't for cancer, that son of a gun would be president today. And this is something that, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And that's how I feel about this information. So I want to thank you for kind of reporting on it a little deeper than, a lot deeper than most of anybody I've heard. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, Sean. Thank you so much. And listen, you know, you're always, you're going to be back. I'm going to talk to you in a couple weeks, but if I don't have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, Jeff Mordock? Sounds perfect, Sean. You have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, too. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Christmassy. My guy Squirrel's got the best shirt on ever. I do love that movie. And every time it's on, I cannot help but watch it. Elf. Santa. Susan Glencoe. Hi, Susan. Hi, Sean. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Susan. I love your show. Um, I was listening to your last segment, and Dan Bongino, I can't remember if it was Monday or Friday, had President Trump on. Speaking about different topics, and he actually said that amongst the documents that were taken from his Mar-a-Lago residence were the um, FBI files of the Kennedy assassination and love letters written on cocktail napkins, which we all know who that's from. Marilyn, I love it. it Really, he did say that, huh? Good for Dan. He did, yeah, and, and, yeah, and the the love letters written on cocktail napkins are are probably the um, John, you, Kim Young Jun, whoever that guy is. Kim Jong Un. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, it's so, interesting. He, I, I did not know that. Um, that yeah. that is that is that is something. It, it would be awesome if he just released everything they took, like if he had a second copy. I don't know what the big deal is here. I don't know why the government hid this from you in the first place. That would change the trajectory of this investigation quite a bit. I think that's interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought you, you know, should I, know because I found it very interesting as well. I had somebody come in my store today and tell me that uh, Dan Bongino, who I was able to meet at Mar-a-Lago. He was actually a very nice guy. I, I, I'm glad that he has that access and was able to do that. Because if I got Trump on, I want to ask him so many questions. I really do. I want to ask him how, oh, how he could have been so <laughs> naive to think that this would have, would have come out a different way between the vaccine shutting down the country and not knowing that if he gave his stamp and his his appeal of uh, Operation Warp Speed, how this would be bastardized and, and utilized and, and misused against the American people. Those are my two big beefs with what he did. And, uh, you know, I'd, be, I'd like to see his answer. But in the meantime, Susan, thank you for calling me and telling me that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, back and to the left. Too soon. Too soon, Squirrel, you sick son of a gun. In the meantime, there are a couple of atrocities happening that I think is just a sign of the times. And maybe it's because I'm an old an old guy and I don't think the post office should be drug trafficking. But I found this to be upsetting. What do you think, Squirrel? What are you doing today to change your mood? Me? 30 minutes ago? I've taken this cannabis-infused edible for mood. It's fantastic. And it is 100% legal in all 50 states. Probably going, heck, how do I order that, right? It's very simple. All you have to do is click on the link below and place your order. It's very simple. And the United States Postal Service will deliver it to you within two days. And you can... 
so the United States Postal Office is now drug trafficking? I mean, that's how I interpret that. And, you know, I, I, I share the belief of if you want to be a scumbag in life or whatever it is you want to do, go right ahead. And people are adults. You can make decisions. I don't partake in drinking or, or drugs, but if you want to do it, do it. That's fine. But I have to say, you're being played as a society. We are the largest drugged-up society in world history. There are only two countries you can advertise mind-altering drugs from antidepressants, which really don't seem to be solving anything as you look at the massive spike in suicides, to all kinds of mood-altering, mind-altering drugs. The government loves this commercial. The government needs more morons, more dependence on its, on its corruption, more people who are high or stoned or stupefied. That's what they're hoping for. So I don't just hear this as a commercial that, oh, I should be celebrating they legalized drugs. I don't think about that at all. We've turned the post office, who has never made more money for doing less, into drug traffickers. Be doing this in two days. So do something today. So veg out, feed yourself like a Chicago Democrat voting woman, and go not off into oblivion. Well, the political whores steal from your purse and your children's purse. In recent months, we've seen an uptick in armed robberies against postal workers, not only citywide. Boy, imagine, do you think they know they're carrying dope? But across the country. Just this past Friday, two letter carriers were robbed at gunpoint within an hour while they worked in the same zone. And it is a problem the letter carriers union wants addressed right now. CBS 2's in. Wait a minute, union. You're the ones that negotiated the contract. You're the ones that okayed them being traffickers of welfare, money, and all the rest of it. And now you want security given what by who? The city of Chicago? That's just part of being a Democrat town, baby. Eat it up. Now that they now that the drug dealers will figure out they're carrying dope, how do you think this is a look in the future? Ramos has the story from the West Loop. An SUV pulls up to the side of a parked U.S. Postal Service truck making deliveries. Four suspects jump out. What you don't see, the group holds up the postal worker at gunpoint along the sidewalk. Wait till these CPS students can figure out how to read to know that they're carrying dope now. That's going to be very exciting. Tom in Blue Island. Thank you, man. Hey, Sean Dittos. Uh, I think you know I'm generally not one to go sideways on you, but... Every death that would have happened if Trump hadn't gone along with those leftist plants, Birch and Fauci, every day that guy would have been facing questions saying 4,000 more people died today, 3,000 more people died today. Why aren't you doing anything? He did anyway. I know. I know. So here's the thing you got to remember. If you're seeking the approval of people that hate you, you are going to have a miserable life. You have to learn to separate that, right? If you think you're going to win over anybody that supported Joe Biden, and I don't know, that was a small fraction of the total that that, that, that got him over the seat that they used to steal. But if you think you're going to appeal to a Chicago Democrat by thinking all of a sudden, oh, that Donald Trump's not so bad. Look at he's willing to shut down the economy. Look at he's willing to give Pfizer a pass on the ramifications of drugs they haven't tested. You're wrong, baby. They hate him more no matter what he does. So now now operate and perform the way you won as a standout, as somebody with the courage to look at the Leviathan and say, right here, baby, 
That's how you, you win. Sean? You're not going to win their approval, babe. That's why I don't give a rip what a Chicago short-in-the-pants right. Irishman thinks of me. I don't care, you rat bastards. And I can satisfy that look on your wife's face. Go ahead. I agree. And, you know, Sean, Dan mentioned something the other day, and I couldn't agree with him more on this, is Trump screwed up by not saying he had Fauci and Birch. How about just getting a couple of people that disagreed completely so you have a table of adversaries and you have an idea of the other side? He got suckered hard. The minute, and, and I still believe this thing was all set up from the get-go. The minute get-go. Fauci doubled down, on, doubled down on the lie of the mask, that minute, Trump should have said from the stage during the conference, you're fired. That's what that's what got him to the to the promised land. Somehow he thought he'd be a nice guy and everyone would love him. They're not going to love you. The welfare roaches, the fascists, the Marxists, the mafia aren't going to love you. Good. Bathe in their hate. I love their hate. Thank you very much. You're fired. That's just me. But to give you a little foresight to what Christmas looked like in my neighborhood. It would kill him to say ho, ho, ho. Just here. I was not. Yeah, you were. You were on my lap five minutes ago. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Now you're going out saying it's listen, you're getting nothing. Thank you, Santa. That's right, Thank hey, you, you Santa. don't talk that way to Santa. Get back there. Tell Santa you're sorry. Come on. I'm sorry, Santa. That's better. See? Those are kids that stand up to the power structure and say, F you, Fauci. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, speaking of that uh, Kennedy documents, uh, you know, Chuck Schumer said a while back, you uh, you crossed the intel community. you got seven ways of Sunday getting back at you. Yeah. And I think in recent history, there were like three presidents that crossed that line. Of course, Kennedy, uh, Nixon, and, of course, Trump. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, the deep state, if you want to read a good I got a, a problem book. with the Nixon analogy, Lee, and I'm going to tell well, you Well, I think they let him off easy. He no, no, no. The whole gonna... little thing they had going in Vietnam, they are making a load of money. I there, did you know. right, but I'm going to tell you something. Look at what Nixon ran on. And look at what happened to him after the Park Avenue Summit, also known as the meeting with Nelson Rockefeller. Look at the way he ran, and look at the bureaucracies he created. Nixon was cheap. Nixon was cheap. He was notoriously cheap. He was easily bought. He's another whore. And look well, they all are. I, I agree. But I mean, look at, let's face it. I got my wonders about Trump sometimes. Oh, I do, but too. A hundred percent of the time. Different day, though, you know? No, I, I do, too. I agree with you, Lee. But listen to this, though, and think about this. Nixon is why you have the, the uh, EPA. Nixon is why you have OSHA. Nixon is why you have the Department of Education. All of this came up after Nixon, not to mention the strength in the Bureau of Land Management. When you look at the entities and bureaucracies that were created by Nixon or at the beginning were were signed by Carter, you start to realize Nixon is not somebody we should embrace. He's somebody we should reject. And that happened because he's a political whore. I'm going to take Peter and Wilmette because I like him. Peter! Sean, how are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, bro. Hey, listen, you know, you were talking about the drug dealing post office. I get mail maybe twice a week if I'm lucky. And when I get it, it's all wrong. I'll get like all the neighbor's mail. Yeah. Um, so the drug, the drug dealers are probably smoking on the job. And for these politicians to start pushing the dope that they're, I mean, the dope today is not what it was when I was in high school. No. Granted, I smoked stuff back in high school, maybe 3%. Now it's 20, 25% THC. 
it is going to screw up these kids even more so. And the politicians got to take the blame somewhere along the road. And I just don't know how it's going to come out yet. But I think this crime wave we're having is part of it. Peter, do you know the one thing, you know, in Russia, you couldn't get bread. You couldn't get food. You couldn't get clothes. You couldn't get cars. You couldn't get basic services. But do you know the one thing you could always get in the Soviet Union? Vodka. Vodka. They need you stupefied. They need you drunk. That's what makes yep. good, complacent, willing slaves. That's why all the sewer areas that they uh, they uh, are in control of, that's why they always let the drug dealers thrive. Thank you very much, Peter and Will Matt. Stay safe. All right, Sean. Have a good holiday. Merry Christmas. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I want to personally thank some of the business. What do you, what is this? John McClane <laughs> Another great Christmas movie. Yippee-ki-yay. I want to personally thank, come on, you sick son of a gun. Personally thank some of the business benefactors who took advantage of not just the 2,500 tax-deductible commercials, but who fed 65 children who are victims of Marxism, of fascism, of tyranny, of socialism, of the American Democrat policies in third-world hellholes, which hopefully we can avoid becoming. MV Delights, Floor Coverings International. James Layden of LPL Financial in St. Charles. Freedom Square, the Wexler Group, American Metal Buildings Product. Just call Richard. Marshall Pierce and Company, fine jewelry and luxury watches. Got to give them a call. I got to get my timepiece cleaned. Uh, Elm Lawn Cemetery, JohnCassNews.com, Gobert's Farm in Pingree Grove, Annette Kelvecki in uh, Ketley Realtors, Unistaff Jobs, Mathnasium, Arlington Heights, Heating and Cooling. What's up, my man? Gatto Industrial Platers, Chris Jacobs Century 21 Inverness, just to name a few. Now let's move forward with a little bit of uh, the audacity of this dimwit called the press secretary. I didn't had this yesterday, but I want to play it today. Uh, El Paso's Democratic mayor has declared a, a state of emergency, and he said that he would only do that when he felt he could no longer keep his community or the asylum seekers safe. He's saying that that time is now ahead of Title 42 expiring. Um, what is the White House response to that? So, look, we have, uh, from day one, President Biden has taken steps to reduce disorderly migration while expanding legal pathways. Uh, That's a lie. But will it matter? You know, Democrat mafia so willing to accept the lies of the policies that have destroyed the quality of life in once great cities. I mean, does it even matter? Are they looking for the solutions? The, the, the reality is we have two different definitions of solutions. And the problem is we continue to pretend that this is a solution rather than what it really is. Buying time for the real agenda of the Biden administration to pay off enemies, both foreign and domestic that have been bribing this dimwit since he knew what day it was. He doesn't know anymore. I said, what's the matter, Uncle Frank? You earned it. He said, yeah, but the others died. The others died. I- His rat father died in 2002. His cowardly scumbag uncle died in 1999. 
He's having conversations now, and the only shows that are talking about it are on radio that have always pushed back against the agenda of the Fourth Reich, calling itself Democrats, disguising itself for what it really is, a mafia, both foreign and domestic. Come on, I gotta go to commercial? I just got warmed up. I just got warmed up, squirrel. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Pathological government is never good. A government that feels they are beyond reproach is also bad. We've got both. My next guest is somebody who analyzes the data, goes through the information for federal spending and fiscal policy. He is from the Heritage Foundation. His name is David Ditch, and he's somebody I wanted to bring on to help me sift through something that nobody who voted for it read. 4,100 pages of lies and frauds. David, have I uh, characterized the new spending bill correct? I mean, I characterized it as a dog's breakfast, so um, either works, really. I mean, the reality is this is something that people don't go over. They don't know about. I believe this government to be spending in excess of $9 trillion when you sift through the information that is these omnibus bills that are these spending projects from the American Rescue Plan to the omnibus in March of 2022 to the bipartisan infrastructure. I mean, this stuff, this is drowning us. This is bankrupting us. This is destroying the integrity of the dollar, and it's coming at a time where we've had six interest rate increases. How can they get away with this, brother? It's because, unfortunately, you know, some of the time there's not really a choice. You know, Sometimes an election comes down to a big spending Democrat versus a big spending Republican. You know, what are you going to do there? Um, and unfortunately, there are just far too few members of Congress who feel like they are under a microscope when it comes to spending compared to the way they feel like they're under the microscope when it comes to minding their P's and Q's and being seen as presentable uh, here in the swamp. What's astonishing to me is not just the virtue signaling in this bill, but the fact that they have managed to to hide in here different ways to, to not just get their agenda forward, but to neuter the incoming Congress. I mean, when you have a a bill of 4,100 pages where the spending is automatic, can a new Congress change that? Or once this is a law, that's it, they're hamstrung. Well, to the extent that the Senate is going to remain in Democrats' hands, um, it's essentially impossible for the House to pull anything back until we get the next spending bill, but that's not going to be coming until next summer or fall at the absolute earliest and probably a year from now because Congress never gets things done on time. So the neighborhood guy in me says, boy, oh boy, this was the perfect seditious conspiracy to neuter an incoming Republican-controlled Congress, wasn't it? I mean, this this is what has absolutely been driving me crazy. Why on earth are we rushing this bill at the end of the year when everyone just wants to go home when, of course, you know, to an extent, 
they know that most people are prioritizing you know, travel, being with family. They're not worrying about what's going on in Washington, D.C., and I can't blame anybody for that. But at the same time, let's say the worst thing in the world were to happen. There was a government shutdown. Oh, no. Is anyone going to miss the federal government between now and the middle of January? If they Or what if they had another continuing resolution? You just sort of kick the ball another few weeks. How on earth would that be a big deal? But somehow... Senate Republicans are so afraid of any spite, any fight having to do with spending that they would rather preemptively surrender rather than give House Republicans an opportunity to make the case to the American people. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you make the case to the American people in the way that the American people have allowed themselves to become serfs. You know, one of the particular stone in the shoes for me is this idea that we are giving money to a government that was involved in a civil war. I don't like that no matter what the, the, the country is. But when it is a country that has traced back to corruption since the fall of the Soviet Union, I really get aggravated, David. And we have arguably $55 billion in Ukraine spending going to a, a country we've already spent $60 billion. So now you're over $100 billion. Has there been any conversation into the fact that America is fighting a proxy war with Russia? That's what this is. Can we take the lipstick off the pig that is the, the, the Zelensky war uh, with Russia? And has there been any talk into the 70% of weapons that are missing and turning up in Africa? I'll be honest. I've not. I've not heard anything about uh, the majority of weapons going going missing. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a foreign policy expert. Uh, I will say that the the Heritage Foundation uh, broadly supports uh, you know American efforts to protect Ukraine from an invasion from from Russia. I will also say that the Ukrainian everything to do with Ukraine is a big deal. That and I don't care where you fall on it. That should be its own debate. Yes, that is serious money. It is the most important geopolitical issue right now, in my opinion, in the opinion of a lot of people. That should get its own time on the floor. We should be hashing it out. We should be having hearings and let, shining some sunlight on to know really what the heck's going on. But we're not getting that. Everything has to be rushed. And you mentioned 4,100 pages. That's not even everything. There is – so you, you talk about earmarks. You aren't going to see the pork spending in that 4,100 pages. You need to be able to hunt down another 2,670 pages of, quote-unquote, explanatory statements to find a lot of key details about the bill. So whether you're talking about the big stuff like Ukraine or changes to how we count electoral votes after a presidential election, which is also a big deal that they're rushing through, you also can't find a lot of the things that a lot of these swamp creatures are hiding because they're not even in the main bill text. They're riding along on these supporting documents. The whole thing is a circus. You know, as I look at um, some of the bills that was passed under the Biden administration, you start to realize the Honoring Our Pact Act, which was passed in uh, in 2022, 280 billion. This is another bill that is 
thousands of pages big. The SNAP food increase in August of 2021, 185 billion, more and more pages. How did we get to this point where it's acceptable to have representatives pass things we know they mathematically could not have read, even if they say they stayed up 24 hours a night? Is this just something we are hoisted by our own petard? This is something that we allowed to happen after George W. Bush. When did this become the norm where they're passing these massive thousands and thousands of page bills, one on top of the next, on top of the next? And you look, he's passed one, two, three, four, five, six bills in the last year and a half. This is being the seventh. Has anybody done the math on how many pages these bills are? I haven't done the math on how many pages the bills are. I have done the math on how much spending has gone out the door. If you were to take – now, we're going to put aside the regular spending that happens year in, year out, national defense, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare. Just in extra spending that has happened since the start of the pandemic, we're up to about $7.5 trillion with a T dollars or over $50,000 for every household in the country, let alone there's a whole bunch of additional spending on top of that, which is part of how we got all the inflation. But the American public unfortunately tends to believe that if there's a big story, they're going to hear about it in the media. They're going to understand what's going on. But you're not going to hear about this in the media because the media does not care about legislators passing these massive bills in the dead of the night. They don't care about legislators running up the national debt, driving us into inflation. But if someone says something that could be uncharitably characterized as being racially insensitive, that's going to be headlines for the next week. The priorities are so out of whack. How do they get to, I mean, you know, it's amazing that politics is the only industry in this country you can blatantly lie in. Joe Biden is obviously running at deficits, arguably in excess of $4 trillion. If you do the simple back of the envelope math, let alone the, the, the contoured true data, you're probably even greater. How can this idiot walk around and say every day that he's closed deficits to where their surpluses and he's cheered by even a small group of morons? Yeah, I, I will give the American people some credit. There's clearly a majority of people who see through Again, the defensive wall that the media places around Biden, they see that there's no there there other than, again, the handful of dedicated partisans who want Biden to be a good president. But if they were to give most of them an option, um, you know, an, an alternative who's left of center, they will pounce at the opportunity. So, David, um, do you think it's a it's a psychological litmus test? The American people are so aggravated at the concept that an ex-president, maybe um, they're going to release his tax returns and it'll show he wasn't worth what he was worth or that he paid a fraction of what his net worth is without understanding the nuances of different tax brackets and holdings and whatnot. But these very same people are completely disinterested in the kind of government atrocity in its spending bills that has managed to somehow bankrupt the American people, whether they admit it or not. You cannot exist without spending new spending bills every 65 days. And they're not interested in the nuances of it. Can you conform this as a great psychological experiment of the American people turning in and devolving into Soviets? No, it 
it absolutely drives me up a wall. When you think, just think about this. A, someone who's upper middle class, earning $100,000 a year. You're going to have, you know, you probably had to go through college. You're, you've got a meaningful job where you're producing in the economy. It takes 10,000 people earning $100,000 a year in the economy an entire year to produce $1 billion. That's 10,000 people getting up in the morning, going into work, coming home again, doing it the next day, 365 days in a year for $1 billion. $1 billion is nothing in Washington, D.C. It's slippage now. It's slippage. And it's not a scandal. When we have programs that lose hundreds of billions of dollars per year in waste, fraud, and abuse, we have, there's so many different examples of what's happening. I've got a, a huge paper, a huge report coming out in the next few weeks, really examining, you know, drilling down into all of this. This should be headline news. Look at the amount of media real estate that was given to the barest thread of the quote-unquote Russiagate scandal. Again, there was no there there, but it was breathlessly reported in most of the major cable news stations, most of the big papers. There was no there there, but they could not possibly care less about bankrupting this country. And as a result, unfortunately, most people, unless you go out of your way to read about these issues, most people don't even know what's going on. It's a travesty. David, one of the other travesties is that somehow the government has been able to gain support through what I think is an atrocity, a fiscal fiscal travesty on the American people. This idea that by the Federal Reserve bankrupting the honest people through raising rates on charge cards, short-term loans that they've, you know, maybe at the end of their cycle on and, and forever making it more difficult for the average American people to borrow money. Six times they've raised the rate in 10 months. And then all of a sudden, willy-nilly, they massively, they, they passed this massive bill of nearly $2 trillion, which now we pay 45 Interest on just the the interest on this bill. And you're talking about that being nearly $100 billion. I have yet to see one newscaster. I've got four TVs in the studio, four, four different stations. I have yet to see one person even bring up what the cost in just interest is to the American people. This is something that I think these politicians that support this should be brought up on charges for. And here's the scary thing. Things are bad. We, we, we've been hit with inflation, you know, the worst in, in my lifetime, and I was born in 1981. We are seeing interest rates go up the highest they've been in, in you know, good 20 years or so. But things can get so much worse, and not 10 or 15 years down the line, but five years down the line. Medicare is on the verge of going bankrupt. Social Security is going to go bankrupt around 10 years from now. When those programs hit the wall, and we've already got these massive deficits, we've already got these massive interest payments going on, it's going to be either we need, we're we suddenly going to be getting hit with European levels of taxation on the middle class, which no one is prepared for, 
or we're going to actually have to start taking this seriously and rein in the gargantuan federal government and actually cut it down to size. Well, you know what's what's interesting to me is there isn't another country that could do what we just did. There isn't another country. You know, even if it's part of the EU, part of the EU, if Greece all of a sudden needed to do something like this and they had their their cohorts of corruption, their politicians pass a new spending bill, the euro would say, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. There really isn't anybody to tell the American politicians. Five hundred and thirty five citizens just massively bankrupted the economy or put us all into massive amounts of debt and agreements no one agreed to. Should it be that way or should there be some other arrangement? How, how, you know, all you have to do is corrupt 435, 535 politicians and they've managed to bankrupt an economy that by the looks of it should never be in the financial straits we're in. It was never supposed to be this way. We were never supposed to have so much power and authority and control centralized in the nation's capital. America, when it was founded, when it was a fraction of the size it is today, the founding fathers knew well enough to say most of this should be run at the local level and then the state level. The federal government can worry about protecting the borders and not do a heck of a lot else. Now, even though we're much bigger, much more diverse, there's way more opinions on way more issues, but somehow the ruling elite think that we can we should be able to have everything run by the cabal down here in the swamp. I'm sitting across the river in Arlington, Virginia. They're out of their minds if they think this is sustainable. Yeah, it's the character of the citizen that allowed this. You see the, 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 the return of the primitives in this country. That's why I always like to turn to the Heritage Foundation, and it's people like you who are contributors, David Ditch, that make me feel good about knowing that we're not alone. There are a tremendous amount of Americans that are disgusted with this corruption, that are disgusted with this tyranny, and are going to push back against it. That's why I'm looking for the Heritage Foundation to say, secede now, sign the petition. I want to be the first on it. Put my name number one. In the meantime, David Ditch, I appreciate you and the Heritage Foundation for everything you do. Well, thank you very much for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So this is Christmas. You know, it's an interesting, we got an interesting caller on the line. I'm going to go to her in a second. 312-642-5600. This is why, yesterday I said it's time to call your congressman, your senator, really congressman. And, and, and if you don't have a good one, call another good one that you support and tell them Kevin McCarthy must not be put in the speakership, must not be put in the speakership. Cara, Florida. Hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm, I moved to Florida because my call to action for my family was to get the hell out of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, what is the call to action for conservatives? I've gone to dinner with Ted Cruz. Ted, what do we do? Nothing. Rand Paul, Sabatini here in Florida. McCarthy put money against him. It's like we're infighting. We're walking around. We're all kind of doing a whole bunch of little nothings. 
that amount to a whole bunch of nothing. We need a clear, concise message from people like you, and then we could spread the word well, we, locally. You, you did something that I advocate everybody do who, who who is trapped, unfortunately, in a sewer of corruption of Illinois. And I mean this. You did it. You made yourself uncomfortable. You picked up. I'm sure you could have sat in Illinois for much longer. You picked up and you went to high ground. Now, in that state, you have a layer of protection. I'd like to nominate Byron Donalds to be Speaker of the House. He's my congressman in Collier County. But this is what you do. You make yourself uncomfortable and you shore up because I now know you are a Floridian with me. That's better for the long trajectory of a good state. This one is over with. Now take 10 people and do the same thing. Because the reality is you can't turn back the Leviathan of Washington. This is something that happened when you and I were younger. This is something that had a small respite of time, but now has been re-infiltrated by the kind of Republicans like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. And you shore up to make sure that that never happens from good states. You start small and you go big. Right? You're going to lose a rigged fight. Washington is a rigged fight. You're going to lose. But what you do is you start small so that good states can move forward with secession. That's what I think the answer is. So what exactly do we do? I, I love what you're saying. Yes, you can't you can't win against the rigged system, right? Yes. And, and I'm willing to do the work. Um, I, I just I don't know what to do other but than try you, to get my family out of Illinois. That's but all you can do, right? That, you start small, the family, and then and the other thing that here, Cara, and I mean this is you start to contact Byron Donalds, who's a wonderful guy, and and and, okay. and I can I can assure you, you won't be the first person that brought up secession, and you say, you know what? Obviously, the Leviathan is too corrupt how can we form a secession movement a convention of the states that is off to you know it's it's up there and it's closer than it's ever been but the reality is let's start to say secession let's start to say secession let's contact texas let's start to contact with texas let's start to contact some of the other states that are pushing back against the leviathan of mafia washington dc who don't want their people's money to be to go enrich a few. The idea that you have this bill as an example, this is how you get good politicians to say, you know what, maybe it's not that crazy. And you start a secession movement. To me, that's the answer. Because if you think I'm going to wait another two years for these scallywags who've already hamstrung the new Congress for at least another year to change their modus operandi, it is why old lady face Mitch McConnell celebrates and why you have to put up the fight against Kevin McCarthy. You know, this guy's not a shoo-in. He could lose. Nominate Byron Donalds. Nominate somebody else. Nominate, Nominate somebody who stands for the principles you do. Because here's the dirty little secret. There's only 435 congressmen. That's it. Out of that, take the good ones. That leaves you at least 10, 15. Promote those good ones and make it so that they don't they don't have to bend knee to the corruption. Make it so they never become Paul Ryan, John Boehner or Kevin McCarthy by exposing Kevin McCarthy. He is in that clique. He cannot move forward. Thank you, Cara. And thank you, number one, for not just listening. But for doing the hard work, because I know it's not easy. And I don't care if you got money, if you don't have money. It's not easy to pick up and relocate. It's not. No, but are you. Four kids for the business. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> but tell the truth. Don't you feel just a little better every day? Every single day. It's amazing. You know, you don't have basements in Florida, but you have your backyard. And your backyard is your basement. Our house is smaller, but we have a pool and we have sunshine and we have freedoms here that we've never had and florida has you and you'll never vote for a democrat and that's what we need to do cara i love it thank you kid 312-642-5600
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I don't care about those presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want Sean is this- from Elmwood Park to stop calling this radio show. <laughs> Make my wish come true, Sean. You know that all I want for Christmas is for you to stop calling. <laughs> hey, he rests in peace, and I wouldn't mind it too bad if he burned in hell. That's before I got the show he cut that, didn't he? That's, that's tight pants from the morning show? Yeah, yeah, tight pants. By the way, we're back on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter. And Squirrel Hands just liked my tweet. I'm not going to tweet the way I did. I am going to tweet my show, obviously. Maybe once in a while. You can find me at Sean from EP. Sean is with a U. Uh, Adam in Poland. Well, Adam is from Poland. He's now in the Chicagoland area. Hi, Adam. Good evening, Mr. Thompson. You always make me laugh when you are saying, oh, move out of the state of Illinois. Move out of the state of Illinois. You know what? I was thinking same way 40 years ago. I changed the continents from Europe to United States. And after 10 years being here, I started smelling them. And now after 40 years here, they are full blown. They are stinks here. And if you think that you can escape by moving to another state, I am laughing from this. No. They are like traveling locusts. They will eat, eat every single leaf on the tree, and they will move to your tree in Florida. Yeah, well, this is the how thing. they are. And you have to stand up and fight them. Otherwise, you are lost. I, and I, meantime, yeah. thank you for the be patient with my English. I know it's not perfect. I love happy it. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I love it, but I disagree with the premise that the federalism can't save us. I believe it can. And I think if you read the Federalist Papers and you understand the principles of what is happening and how for the first time in Florida's history, it's just one state. You don't have to pick that one. You could pick Tennessee or you could pick Texas. These are the states that are fighting against the Leviathan. That is something that needs to be explored. That is what saves us. It's in the principles of our nation. It's called federalism. Now, I understand in the spending bill, they're trying to nullify that. I understand that that We've been abused, and I also understand that we have a government that has unleashed a military on citizens before. But I do think that fight is worth fighting, because the reality is, to not just the the wonderful Adam and numerous other immigrants that fled here, there is nowhere else to go. So you do have to put up a fight, but you're not going to put up a fight from somewhere so corrupted that it would elect this fat pig governor who's on 17 hours of FBI tape, who somehow had no charges brought against him as he tried to partake in the corruption of a scum Rod Blagojevich, son-in-law of little Dick Mel. So this is something that is unacceptable in other states of integrity. That, I can assure you, Adam, would never happen in Florida. Never. It would never happen in Texas. It would never happen in Tennessee. It would never happen in South Dakota. North Dakota, pick, pick somewhere better. But recognize the bad. Anywhere that has tolerated Democrats for 100 years, like the sewer of Chicago, with the open and notorious money laundering scheme of O'Hare Airport, the Jane Pickett, an atrocity, McCormick Place, pick one. That is forever lost. 
but states that reject that, states that do not tie their political corruption, their pension schemes to property taxes, their communist teacher unions to property taxes, states that will not allow unions to corrupt politics. Those are the states. Pick one, Adam. You picked a country like that. Unfortunately, you came to a comfortable area that was able to deceive their corruption. And there are so many Polish people that are in Chicago. Those are the wonderful people that fled communism once. Well, Adam, I'm here to tell you, you got to do it again. Robert in Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing tonight? Splendid. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas to you. And a happy new year. Look at us. Very festive. Yeah, how about that? I want to ask you, my, this is Robert and I were sitting at dinner tonight, and we're asking ourselves, you know, you were talking about McCarthy and the other caller from Florida called in. What, what did McCarthy do that makes people despise him so much? Because am I missing something? Because he speaks a good game, but what, what, what is it that who, people who, who despise else, him? Who, who else spoke a good game? Who else spoke a good game and ran for vice president and now sits on the board of Fox News, became a never-Trumper, and while he was the Speaker of the House, rubber-stamped the kind of corruption and spending that led to the $32 trillion in debt we're pretending is normal. Paul Ryan. Right? He's the young guns. And remember the scum con artist? Very successful lobbyist. Almost as successful as John Boehner. Eric Cantor? Yeah. We're bypassing all of that and giving each individual taxpayer a choice. What is in their best interest? This code with all these things or this simplified code, which is pro-growth. It impacts the real estate partnerships, the mom-and-pop investment partnerships across this country that, frankly, fuel seven out of ten jobs across America. Doesn't that sound good, Robert? That was Paul Ryan and Eric Cantor. Well, they're talking about all the principles of the Tea Party. Yet, what did they do? This moron was elected in 2006. Moron. And he rubber-stamped everything. Now, all of a sudden, he's speaking the principles. Hey, moron, where were you for 15 years? Where were you? You were perfecting the lie. Where in the world do we think these small businesses are going to come up with the money to pay these taxes? People got the independence. They were able to invest and create jobs. And that's what this house should be about. The power of the idea. That's how they got elected as the Tea Party. When they were elected, what did they do, Robert? Hey, Sean, can I have one more question for you? All right, Real but why don't you answer mine? you got to throw yeah. out every son of a dog that said he yeah. was going to stand for something and bowed for everything because he didn't want to stand up for you. He wanted to get in on Stinky Hammer's Paul Pelosi and Nancy yeah. Pelosi's scam of government corruption. They're scum of the earth, and he needs to be thrown out on his flabby ass. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was asking, who would be a good alternative? You're a congressman in Florida, but who else would be a good choice in that line after him? I, I, I would go for Byron Donalds. I would go for Chip Roy. I would even go for Johnson. But here's something that would really shake things up. Why yeah. not name Donald Trump Speaker of the House? You don't have to be elected to be named, nominated Speaker of the House. No, you don't. There you go. How about shaking it up now? Uh, how about Kerry Lake? I'll take Kerry Lake, too. Nominate somebody that isn't elected. Nominate somebody that isn't beholding to corruption through campaign contributions. Take advantage of the law of the land. Instead of nullifying it. So, oh, what are you going to do? We got to spend more money. We got to fund this. Because one of these scumbags that got elected by lying to everyone's face, they're not going to do it. Thank you very much, Robert. Let's shake it up a little bit. 312-642-5600. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Heads I win, tails you lose. You ever hear that, Squirrel? That's a Melrose Park Hobson's choice. Heads I win, tails you lose. No matter which one you call, I'm the winner. That's what Washington, D.C. is, and the Leviathan of Corruption. So you think you're going to fix it with this stupid moron who's been there for 15 years and has done guts on ghoul. I say we shake it up a little bit. I Carrie Lake will get her day in court to challenge her defeat in the governor's race. Within the past few hours, the Maricopa County judge, Peter Thompson, ordered a trial that will go on Wednesday and Thursday on two of the 10 claims made by Lake contesting Democrat Katie Hobbs' victory. Both claims allege intentional misconduct by election workers that cost Lake the election. Lake's lawyer will have to meet a very high bar when it comes to proving her allegations. The judge dismissed Lake's eight other claims. Her attorney plans to call as witnesses Hobbs in her capacity as Secretary of State and Maricopa County Recorder Stephen Richer. Oh, I'm sure it had nothing to do with same-day voter registration, no voter ID, ballot harvesting. I think it did. I think these roach Democrats have perfected the art of stealing. I know they have. And in the meantime, Carrie Lake is a phenomenal phenomenal human being a phenomenal principled american she did win she should be governor but if not why don't the republican congressmen come together and say i got an idea carrie lake you're now the speaker of the house which is better than being a congressman because you now can help the country rather than just arizona democrats who most of whom are our, our, our old fat-ass, half-ass, and real gangsters from New York, New Jersey, Chicago, and everywhere else. I'll tell you, the food is good. The politics awful corrupt, just like these sewers they fled. That's the difference. The real people who flee because they earn their money, honestly, they'll never vote Democrat. The half-ass gangsters, they want to spread that corruption that Adam was talking about. They are the locusts. The ideological fascists, Marxists, communists. They're called Democrats today. But they think themselves to be quite the heroes. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal. But I don't. It's even nicer in the state of Florida where you'd be ashamed. You wouldn't be welcome to show that pickle face of yours, you corrupt whore. By the way, I want to go back to the emails and the greatest biological weapon ever released on mankind that you invested in as a guise of the American government. Can we talk about that? What do you mean I have to go? Ten seconds, nine seconds, eight seconds. All right. Well, then, in the meantime, I'll see you in 21. Party like Victor Bout. Go, Victor. Go, Victor. Happy Christmas, Victor. We'll be back in 21 hours. You, Santa. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.